I may take my kids to the dentist, but if my wife has to schedule their dental appointments, if my wife has to manage whether they're brushing their teeth or not every day, are the kids flossing, she's carrying the mental load. And that mental load is real. It's as real as the physical load. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Welcome back, everyone, to the Military Sherpa Podcast. This is your host, Mark, and now it's time for our midweek mindset. We are sticking to relationships this week. We want to continue. Monday, we talked about divorce, and now today, I want to talk a little bit about something we can do to maybe help not get divorced. So let, let's do it. So this week, the quote is, you should have asked. You should have asked. And this quote comes from every dad ever. And I know that I'm stereotyping. It, it's probably not only dads, but in most relationships, I feel like every dad says this. And ultimately what we're talking about is, hey, there was a shortcoming. Something didn't happen. Your spouse needed something. They're upset. They wish that you would have done it. And then the response is, well, you should have asked. And these words come out of my mouth, I think, no less than a million times a week. And so on today's podcast, I, I feel a little bit like a, a hypocrite. I'm something I'm always striving to do, but never really seem to be very good at. And there's a few things in my life that I'm like, I'm trying to triple down on and actually try to get better at. And this week, these last two podcast episodes, I think really are, are personal in things that I'm trying to work out internally, not things my wife needs to work on, but things that I need to work on, like things I personally need to get better at. And so that's what these two episodes are. So if you hear some maybe remorse in my voice or, or maybe a little bit of feeling like a hypocrite, it's because I don't do these things incredibly well. And so this week I'm trying to, to maybe motivate myself and hopefully by doing so I can bring you guys right along with me. And so what I'm really referring to in this is this idea or what I'm trying to get across this week is this idea of the mental load. And if you haven't heard of the mental load, there's a website better up like B-E-T-T-E-R up better up.com and they define mental load. They define it this way. Mental load is the cognitive effort involved in managing your work, your relationships, a family and a household. So we're going to steer away from work this week. I may next Wednesday talk about the mental load in regards to work, but today I'm going to carry the mental load in regards to home. And so we're going to talk about family, household, relationships, those things. But the mental load is the effort involved in managing the family and managing work and managing relationships. And here's the basic idea. If you have to plan for it, if you have to track it, if you're carrying any stress about it, then you're probably carrying the mental load for that activity in your house or in your family. For example, we are going to go out to eat at a friend's house. And I'm carrying some stress about that. It's like, man, I don't really want to go eat at these friends' house. But my wife is the one who had to track it. My wife is the one who had to schedule it. My wife is the one who had to tell me about it. My wife is the one, all of these things. So she is carrying the mental load for that engagement. Even though I'm carrying some stress about it, I'm not carrying the mental load. And so she's carrying that mental load. What about taking the kids to soccer, right? Hey, I take the kids to soccer every Wednesday. Okay, do you manage their uniforms? Are you dropping their uniforms off at the cleaner, making sure that they get into the laundry at the end of the night? Are you worrying about when tryouts are, when the events are, the sleepovers, this, that, all those things that come up as a part of being on a soccer team? Because taking the kids to soccer isn't the same as carrying the mental load for the soccer season, it's not the same. 
I may take my kids to the dentist, but if my wife has to schedule their dental appointments, if my wife has to manage whether they're brushing their teeth or not every day, are the kids flossing, she's carrying the mental load. And that mental load is real. It's as real as the physical load. And sometimes spouses might say something to you like, you know what, it's easier if I just do it myself. And you go, well, how could that even be possible? The kids are in the car with me. I'm driving them to the dentist. I'm dealing with their fear while they're in the office. And the spouse is like, well, yeah, that's the easy part. I had to do all of the other stuff that goes along with this activity. And then you just get the, the face time and the glory of actually executing it. But they actually carried the mental load every step of the way. And so the idea or the ideal state is that when we look at a relationship, everyone would be carrying a fair share. And I'll tell you right now, if you look at my relationship, if you saw my marriage, if you looked at my house, we are not carrying a fair share. I'm not carrying a fair share. Me, my wife is carrying more than her fair share. And I, and I want that to stop. Like I, I, I'm trying to draw a line in the sand and it's I kind of dug a hole that I, I'm struggling to get out of. And so in some ways, this podcast episode is me trying to figure out, okay, well, what do I do? What do I do now? And just letting you in behind the curtain to share that with me. But ideally, we'd each be carrying a fair share, but that's very rarely the case. It's not the case in my house. And in our society, quite often, this falls along gender lines. And so the male member in the family is often carrying far less of the mental load than the female in the relationship is. And this is regardless of if they both work or not. And so when the female member of the family is working or isn't working, they are still carrying a disproportionate, on average, a disproportionate load mental load, sometimes physical. And that plays out in all kinds of different ways, right? Like one spouse is often more worried about the kids' relationships and relational social development than the other spouse. One spouse is often managing the doctor's appointments and all of the other appointments that kids have. One spouse is often planning meals and doing the shopping or at least making the shopping list. Going to the grocery store is easy. You put your headphones in, you're walking around, you pick out the cool stuff, you get to read the labels, and then you check out. You got nobody messing with you. That's the easy part. Figuring out what we're going to eat, what we need to buy, where we should be shopping, if, if it's the best purchase to make with the amount of money that we have, especially in today's economy, that's mental load. Going to the kid's birthday isn't the same as planning their birthday, right? Like planning the, the activities and planning the games and planning the decorations and planning the gifts. All of those things are mental load decorating for the kid's party isn't mental load. That's just activity. Kids' activities, housework. One spouse often carries the load and one spouse is often around to say, hey, I'll do anything you ask me to do. And so one spouse often thinks that just being available is enough. And would you ever do this at work? Would you ever be like, hey, just so everyone knows, I'm here, this is my desk, I'm gonna sit in it and if you ever need anything, I'll do that. But if you don't ever talk to me, I'm just going to assume this place is running great and nobody needs me. Like, no, you wouldn't think that. You would never do that. You would fire that person. They're not productive. They're not showing initiative. They don't own anything, right? They don't have ownership of anything that we do. And so that person wouldn't last long on your team and your organization. But at home, sometimes we allow ourselves in giant language, we would talk about abdication. At home, we sometimes allow ourselves to be abdicators. And I'm guilty of this, probably more guilty than anyone has ever been in the history of the planet. That's probably the truth. I would take that trophy, sadly. I would take that trophy. 
And there are practical ways. This, this podcast is about, okay, what do we do? Like, how do we be positive? And what are practical things that we can do? And, and this one's really, this one's easy, simple. I've been really trying to discipline myself lately on saying simple versus easy, because easy uh, represents how, uh, gosh, trying to explain something without using the word in a definition, right? Like easy is how uh, challenging it is to implement, right? Simple is the concept, like how easy is it to understand or plan for and at least that's the way that I'm using them these days. And so this is a very simple concept and you can use it in a very simple way, but it is not easy to implement by any stretch. And in my family, I, I don't think I can implement this as it is today. I've, I'm going to have to work towards this, but here's how it works. The first thing that I want you to do is I want you to take your wife out or your husband out and uh, send him to the spa Get them nice and relaxed. Let them know that you care. Make sure you support. Your support is really, really high, right? So that they understand that, hey, this is about them, not about you. And you really are trying to make it up to them, right? Like do something nice for them. That's a great place to start. Then I want you to ask them to make a list of everything that has to be done to keep the family going from chores to yard work to, you know, kids, doctors, everything. And you do the same thing, like make your list and they make their list. And if, if you're comfortable making it together, make it together. And, and if they want to make theirs on their own and you on your own, and then you come together, do that too. But that's the first step. So the first step is let's make a list of everything that has to be done in order for life to happen and for the house to continue to not uh, fall into disrepair, right? And for the kids not to fail out of school, all of those things. And then after we have this list, we're going to have one master list and it's going to have everything on it from annual dental appointments to doing the dishes every night, vacuuming the floor, like all that stuff is going to be on there. And then what I want you to do is I want you each to go to your own corner. And you're going to use three different pens. So you each need a green, a red, and you need a black. And I got this, I can't remember where I originally picked up this concept. I believe it's from Ari Mizell, Less Doing, More Living. Um, but if somebody knows where this came from, and I'm getting it right, because I can't find the reference of where I originally found this, let me know, and I'll come back and amend this podcast. But I believe it's from Less Doing, More Living by Ari Myself, but I cannot find the reference. So I'm just letting everybody know that up front that I'm not attributing this because I can't find it. So if somebody gives me the reference, I'll update this podcast right away. And so just, just send that over. But what we're going to do is we're going to use three different pens, and we're going to categorize our stuff. And when you write things down, the first thing you're going to do is anything that you love doing, you're going to make green. And anything that you hate doing, you're going to make red. And then everything else is going to be in black. But we don't want to do that, that when we're making the list with our spouse initially. This is after we have the master list. So you're each going to have three pens, a red, a green, and a yellow. Or if you got one of those really cool ones we used to love in school that has all the colors on it, even better. Make it fun. So you each go to your corner and you take this list and you're each going to take a piece of paper and you're going to make four categories. And the first category is everything that you hate doing. So you're going to grab your red marker and you're going to take everything that you hate doing and you're going to put it all in that category, right? If you hate doing the dishes, if you hate making phone calls, if you hate, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Fill the list up, everything you hate doing. Then and the next column, everything that you wish you could get to, but you never seem to get to. Like, here's all the stuff that I know I need to be doing on that list, but I just never kind of get around to it. So then, then you make that list and you can make green in that column, things you love doing. Things in that column could be red, they could be black, right? So we're continuing that. So you've got two columns now, everything you hate doing, everything you wish you could get to. Then you're gonna make the next column and here's where the shame comes in, what you don't know how to do. Are there things your spouse is always asking you to do, you don't know how to do, or things you wanna to get to, but they require some level of learning, whatever it is, right? Things you don't know how to do. And then it could be red or black in that category as well. 
And then the last one is like, what are your superpowers? The things that only you can do. And all kinds of things could fall in there, like putting in for leave. Like that's something only you can do. Maybe your spouse can't do that. And there's going to be some things like that, that only you can do, like your spouse can't do. And we're going to make that list. And so now you've got four columns. So you've taken everything that has to happen in the house. You've now made four columns, everything that you hate doing, everything you wish you could get to, but you don't, everything that you don't know how to do. And then what only you can do. And now you're going to go back with your spouse and we're going to divide that list. So we're going to take, a, you could do a whiteboard. You can do it on a piece of paper, you know, however you want. You could write everything down on sticky notes and put two sides of the wall, right? Your side and her side or his side, uh, whatever. And, and you're going to divide this load up. And when I say divide the load, I mean, you're going to divide the mental load. When we're done with this activity, we want the other person, we want to have a master list of who's responsible for what in the house. And we want the other person to be able to take it out of their mind. So the first thing that I want you to do is everything on your list that you love, put it in your column and everything on their list that they love, put it in their column. And if it's something like laundry and you both love it and look at the board and be like, okay, well, it's kind of mixed. Like put the stuff you both love in the middle for now, then look at both sides of the, of the board. And if you've got a lot more stuff than they've got, give them some of the things in the middle. And if you've got more thing or they got more than, than you do, then put some of the things you love in the middle. But by the end, ideally, we'd be balanced, right? There would be a fair share of things that we both love on both sides. But it's okay if this, this step is not. It's okay if your spouse has way more things that they love in their column than you have. It just means you didn't do a good job on your list, right? But you'll, you'll understand why in a second. So now you've got two lists. You've got your list and their list. And all of the stuff that needs to be done that you each love doing is now in your columns. And you use the stuff you both love to kind of balance it out. So we're as close to balanced as we can be. And now we're left with a list of a bunch of other stuff, either that we hate or things that we don't necessarily care about one way or the other. And what we're going to do is we're going to start to figure out, okay, load-wise, how difficult are each of these tasks? How much time do each of these tasks take? And what are we currently looking at as a couple? And we're going to divide those uh, remaining activities between us so that we're more or less balanced. And you may end up finding out things you didn't know. Like you may end up finding out that actually your spouse loves mowing the lawn or your spouse hates mowing the lawn or your spouse. And, and if you've got teenagers, they need to be carrying some of this load too. And maybe even your children, like the, your, your preteens. And you can talk about that as a couple. But the idea is we're going to divide our load in our home between the two of us. And, and what's yours is yours. Meaning if, if annual dental appointments are on your side, that means you're taking responsibility for the oral hygiene of the children, for making sure that the appointments are scheduled, for making sure the insurance is taken care of. It's your load. And we can meet quarterly and monthly and annually to have a conversation about what's happening in each of these areas. That's fine if it needs to be talked about. But it's your load to carry, not theirs. You're no longer a taxi driver. You're the tooth dad, right? You're the tooth fairy or the tooth mom, whichever the case may be. And I understand this is might seem complicated. Uh, I need to do a YouTube video on this. It might seem complicated, but it's, it's quite simple. We're simply dividing the load between the two of us. And maybe your spouse is a stay-at-home spouse, so they're like, well, I can carry a lot more than you can carry. If you would just take these things off my plate, I would feel great. No rhyme intended. And maybe you get off easy, or maybe you both work, and you really do have to divide everything down to the dishes down to who cooks on what days of the week, right? You may have to do that. But the ultimate idea is that you both take what you love and you divide what you both don't like. 
and we use what we don't like to kind of balance that load so that everybody's carrying a fair share. Never again should we be saying, well, you should have asked. Just let me know if you need help. No, that's not taking responsibility. It isn't enough. It's not enough. It's not enough for me in my home. It's not enough for you and yours. As I end this, I'm going to pull up this midweek mindset, probably the longest midweek mindset we've ever had. Don't forget, we're heading into the end of the year. If you have somebody that works for you, you need them to be in Transform Team Communication. We go over this and so many other things. If you're already in Transform Team Communication at the end of the year, the last week of September, we are kicking off a coaching certification cohort. It's going to go eight weeks. It's going to be with other liberators. This is going to be a class of all-star hitters. This is the cohort you want to be in. This is the one where all of the people come already with a baseline level of knowledge. They've experienced liberation and we're ready to help each other and push each other to the next level. So if you're not involved, you need to be involved. You need to get your people on the unfunded list. Get your folks ready to go. Time is running out. The year is almost over. And so let's hit liberation hard. Let's multiply and uh, get everybody the help that they need. So I'm excited. I can't wait to talk to you. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire.